Welcome to the Momsiety Minute. I'm Alicia Hammer, certified holistic health coach and creator of Women's Intuition Health Coaching, supporting moms to overcome their anxiety and manage their stress so they can feel vibrant, energized, and calm in their bodies. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the importance of experiencing your food and more on the gut-brain connection impact on mental health. If there's ever a topic you'd like more information on or have a question about, please feel free to contact me via email or my website, both linked below. I'd love to discuss more with you. The other night, I made a meal for dinner that I had made a thousand times before, but that night the meal was particularly delicious. I made a comment to my family that it was exceptionally yummy. They agreed. And then my daughter said she knew why it tasted better that night. It was because she and her brother weren't fighting. I was calm and enjoying my time in the kitchen, putting lots of love into our food. I told her I thought she was onto something there, not just because I wanted to encourage them to not be wild and crazy while I was trying to cook, but because there's actually evidence that the more calm, love, and gratitude you put into your meal, the better your food will taste and serve you. When I was in school to get my certification for health coaching, one of the lecturers discussed a study where people were given slices of oranges. The ones that people gave thanks to were deemed tastier than the ones that weren't given thanks. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, what I first thought when I heard this study. It just doesn't really seem legit. Then I started more uh, learning more about Dr. Masaru Amato's work with water and how water molecules change based on the emotions, thoughts, and environment it is in. He looked at the molecules of water after interacting with positive intentions and after interacting with negative intentions. The imagery shows solid structures in the water with positive intentions and a blurred molecular structure with negative intentions. Between both works of thanking food and water, I started thinking about how maybe it's the water in the food that is creating molecular structures from the positivity, making the food taste better and serve you better. And honestly, whether you believe and trust these studies or not, it's really hard to deny it entirely. Have you ever eaten something that your mom or someone you really love made for you? And no matter how many times you cook the exact same recipe, it just never tastes the same. It's hard to deny the logic that our emotions affect the food we are eating, or at least how we're experiencing the food. There's so much more than just the calories or the macros we put on our plates that goes into eating. I am a huge supporter of eating organic foods because organic is exposed and sprayed with far fewer nasty chemicals, making it therefore better for you. But going beyond the actual contents of the food we put on our plate, we also need to think about how we're experiencing our food. 
the point really is that we in our busy, rushed society that idolizes the overdoers and, you know, wears burning the candle at both ends as an, a badge of honor. But we've really lost the enjoyment of an eating experience. Our foods have been chemically modified to tantalize our taste buds, so we don't have to take the time to taste them as we binge eat them in front of the TV or on the run to the next thing. We are not connecting with our food anymore. One thing I always heard women talk about when they were trying to lose weight was chewing their bites at least 30 times before swallowing. That was their diet. But I had only ever really heard of the importance of chewing food as like this way to lose weight. But did you know that chewing is a very important piece of the eating experience and digestion. So whether you're chewing your food 20 times or 100 times before swallowing, the chewing is the first step in digestion. It is physically breaking down your food so that when it gets into the rest of the digestive system, your body can better chemically break it down. Because really the rest of your system isn't designed to do the physical breaking down of your food. It's really more so designed to break down your food chemically. But again, we live in a rushed society. Who has the time to chew that much, right? Okay. So slowing down, being thankful for our food and chewing it will help with the experience of our food. But what's actually happening inside of our bodies and how can our experience of food affect our mental health? Well, it all boils down to the gut-brain connection. When you swallow your food, your stomach acid and enzymes attach like a, a tag of sorts to the particle so that the rest of your digestive system knows what to do with it. Think of it almost as like a post office where the workers are the enzymes and then they look at the address, which is like what the food actually is, and then they put a tag on it and then it goes where it needs to go and do what it needs to do. But when we eat foods that are full of man-made chemicals or foods that are not physically broken down properly, our enzymes don't know how to tag it. And they have to do extra work to break it down and figure out what it is. And if we can't get it broken down, um, and, and if it can't figure out what it is, the food just keeps moving through the digestive tract without the proper tagging for what needs to be done with it. Which really doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right? You just poop it out. Not exactly. These chemicals that confuse your body because they're not real food end up weakening the lining in your intestines. This is not good because the lining of your intestines keep particles out of your body that shouldn't be there. So you end up having a weakened lining, allowing food additives that are damaging to your health sneak right into your body. The larger food particles that don't get tagged properly because you haven't chewed them properly can build up and get stuck in your intestines, causing you to feel sick, 
have constipation, and other issues. In episode two, I talked about how improper drainage of your lymphatic system can affect your gut. To recap from that episode, your gut health directly impacts your brain and mental health through the gut-brain connection. Physically, your brain and gut are connected through millions of nerves, such as the vagus nerve. It's really the most popular one. The vagus nerve plays a crucial role in connecting the gut and the brain. It is the longest cranial nerve, <laughs> cranial nerve, cranial nerve, and it it serves as a major communication highway between the brain and the digestive system. Signals from the gut can travel along the vagus nerve to the brain, and it influences various functions, um, including mood and behavior. And beyond that, the gut produces and releases a variety of neurotransmitters, including serotonin, dopamine, and GABA. These neurotransmitters play a key role in regulating mood, uh, emotion, cognition. In fact, a very significant portion, about 90% of your serotonin, which is often associated with mood regulation, is produced in the gut. And then the gut is home to a vast community of microorganisms, which, um, you know, all together, they're kind of known as the gut flora. And these microorganisms play a crucial role in digestion, uh, nutrient absorption, and um, you know, the production of other certain compounds. And the composition of the gut flora can influence the production of these neurotransmitters, um, and they can impact your mood and your mental health. So when you're sending down big chunks of unchewed food and chemicals that your body doesn't know what to do with, your gut health is going to suffer, which will affect your gut-brain connection. When you're calm, when you're eating, um, you know, sitting at a table, you have ample time to eat, you're not feeling rushed, um, you're giving thanks to your food, Doing that is sending signals to your gut that aids in your digestion. When you are stressed out and rushed, your cortisol increases. I'm sure you have heard of cortisol. It is talked about all the time, right? But if you don't know, cortisol is known as the stress hormone, and it impacts various physiological processes in your body, including digestion. So when you have an increase in cortisol in response to whatever your perceived stress is, the cortisol can divert blood away from like the less important or less critical functions in your body, including your digestive system. And this can lead to reduced blood flow to the digestive, digestive tract, which can potentially affect the normal digestive processes, which honestly, if you are truly in a life or death situation where like your life is really in danger and you need to spring into action, 
it's great that your body can do this. Okay, prioritize the important functions to save your life in those moments. But when you're being stressed out because you you had a hard day at work, the kids are bonkers, your husband's late getting home, whatever it is that's stressing you out, and your life isn't in actual immediate danger, this shutting down from the cortisol um, is actually more detrimental to your health than helpful. So increased cortisol can influence the production and secretion of your digestive enzymes, which, you know, thinking back, you need those enzymes to tell the food what it needs to do, basically. Tell the body what it needs to do with your food. And just like blood flow, during times of stress, the body may prioritize resources for immediate needs and the production of your digestive enzymes may be reduced, which can then affect the breakdown of your food in your system. And it, it also affects your appetite, um, the muscles in your gut, causing things like bloating and constipation, diarrhea. Um, and then you also have your gut flora. So whether you believe that thinking and truly experiencing your food makes it better for you or not, there is very strong evidence of the impact of cortisol on your digestion of the meal you are eating. And slowing down, thinking your food, taking time to chew and eat your food, all of those things are ways to signal to your body that you don't need cortisol right now. You're not in danger. You can relax. You can focus on resting and digesting. Everything in our body is connected. So when we're looking at our symptoms, we need to be investigating how every part of our body's health is doing, not just focusing on the part where a symptom is occurring. I hope I have given you a better understanding of the importance of experiencing your food and how the gut-brain connection affects your mental health. If you are looking for personalized support in managing your stress or overcoming anxiety through holistic healing practices, you can sign up to meet with me and start your amazing transformation to feeling calm and in control of your life. Thank you for listening, and make sure to thank yourself for showing up today. Take care.